0: Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 299 of Upener FM. I am your host, Chris Ducker, and you, my friend, are in the right place if you are wanting to build a long-term, sustainable, future-proof business based around you, your experience, your personality, and the people that you want to serve. Yes, us Youpaners are uniting all around the world with every passing day, and I'm more and more proud of each and every single one of you. Today's show is a real corker for you. I sit down with an Aussie. Now, look, before you just switch off and go to another podcast... Australians are very nice people, contrary to what you might have read in the media. But I do I sit down with my very good friend, Neen James, who is one of the best keynote speakers I've ever seen in real life, like up front, front row, cheering, clapping, laughing. She's amazing. She's also a great writer, a very accomplished author, consultant, etc., etc. We're going to be talking all about attention and why it's so important for us to get the attention and Keep that attention once we've got it. It's an incredible conversation with one of my most favorite people on the planet. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So, onto my conversation with Neen. Like I said, I gushed over her a little bit in my intro there. Um, She honestly, truly is one of the best speakers I've seen up close and personal on the stage. And as a fellow speaker, whenever anybody says that about me, I know it's a massive compliment. Um, And not only that, but she knows her content so well, she's so polished. She's so professional in the way that she actually performs her presentations and her speeches, but she's not rehearsed looking, if that makes sense, right? Like she knows her content so well that she can do the same talk over and over and over again, but never ever make it look like she's rehearsed a hundred times. like that's an art right there. Her new book, "Attention Pays is out." And it's really going to be one of those books, I think, this year that has that ripple effect that just goes bigger and bigger and wider and wider as the year goes by. Its message is clear. Its author produces and performs that message in spoken word just as clearly and with just as much enthusiasm as she does on stage. And I know you're going to love her. Here is myself and Neen chatting up a storm. And you're going to need your notepads for this one. It's a goodie. So Neen, welcome to the show.
1: G'day, what a treat to be back with you. What a treat this is.
0: I know, it's 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 all my treat. I feel kind of a little um I don't know, I feel like I'm 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 self-indulging here. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every single time I have, A, one of my friends, and B, someone ridiculously smart on this show, I have to kind of pinch myself a little bit and say, this is not, like, people pay these people tens of thousands of dollars to walk up and down a stage for an hour, and here I, are, here I am getting their time for free to share with my brilliant audience. We're, I mean, we live in a very lucky world, don't we?
1: Well, you could call it luck or you could call it like business karma. You do so much good in the world that people can't help but want to hang out with you. So I'm pretty much thinking it's because you're a pretty good human. That's where we like hanging out with you. Just okay. saying.
0: Okay. No, I'll take that. Let's, let's end the call right there and we'll just move on. <laughs> That's tweetable. There
1: you go. you got everything you need.
0: All right. Well, no, we don't. Not yet we don't. We're going to talk about um, attention and why attention is important. Um, Your new book is out, Attention Pays. It's been out for a while. You are easily one of my favorite keynote speakers to watch. Um, Although, that being said, I haven't seen you live for a few years now, but whenever I have seen you live, I've been blown away with your stage presence. I've been blown away with the fact that you've never tripped up on stage that I've seen, even though you wear ridiculously high heels. Um, (laughs) And I've just I love your vibrance. I love your energy and I love everything about you. It's hard not to pay attention to you when you're, you know, around. Um, And now you've written this book. You've created this new keynote. You're out there. I mean, you've always been talking about the importance of attention and why it's so important and everything. But attention pays uh, how to drive profitability, productivity, and accountability. I love that last one. I want to dip into that a little bit in a minute. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this book myself, but let's talk about this. I mean, we live in an environment nowadays as business owners where if we don't have the attention of our prospects our customers our fans followers subscribers and so on and so on particularly in the youpreneur space that personal brand business space we're kind of done i mean like, you you can't get much more important in terms of a commodity uh, and an asset as attention where did this focus for you begin what was the catalyst for this
1: You know, Chris, you and I have always been obsessed with productivity. We've always been looking for ways to get things done, you know, whether it is through virtual freedom or the businesses that you support. You and I have always been looking for great systems, right? It's something that's part of our DNA. And I've always been very focused on how do you get things done. And I realized when I wrote Folding Time, a book that I published many, many years ago, that you can't manage time but you can manage your attention. And what I realized is attention is the evolution of productivity. Here's what I mean. Think about it like as babies, we cry, we get picked up, we learn attention, We everyone craves attention. We crave attention at work, at home, in our communities, our team craves our attention, our clients crave our attention. Mm. I think attention as a word, Chris, it gets a really bad rap and my desire with this new movement, I'm trying to create this attention revolution where we look at attention very differently because I believe that when we get very good at not just grabbing someone's attention, but keeping their attention, companies make more money, we do what we say we're going to do and people get more done. And that's why I believe attention truly does drive profitability Productivity and accountability.
0: Mm, nice. Okay. Hence that brilliantly well-crafted subtitle of the book. Okay. So so let's start breaking things down a little bit. Then I mean, like you know, who, what, how, all that sort of fun stuff. I mean, what are what are some of the focuses uh, when it comes to? The power of attention that we should really be kind of zooming in on here. Can you break some of these down? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you know. I'm, I was about to say, I'm sure you can. So, I'm. Clear, this is so good. This is going to be one of the easiest interviews on the planet because <laughs> you you know your you know your topic so bloody well. It's so good. Okay, go. So break it down for us. Where are we at?
1: I want you to think about attention in the framework that I built for the book. So here's my belief. After all my research, my interviews, talking to all my CEOs, speaking to thousands of people around the globe, I realized we pay attention in three ways. Personally, it's about who deserves our attention. And this is really about being thoughtful. Professionally, it's about what deserves our attention, which is about being productive. And globally, which is about how we pay attention in the world. And that's about being responsible and contributing to our community and our planet. So think of it as personal, professional and global. Think of it as who deserves our attention, what deserves our attention and how we pay attention in the world. And when we think about this as entrepreneurs, When we think about personal attention, Chris, we're looking for ways to be very thoughtful. Thoughtful, not just about the way we show up, but the way that we also give that um, thoughtfulness to others, to our clients, to our team, to our family. And so, Personal attention, if you think about it from a personal brand point of view, Mm -hmm. it's really making sure that everything we're doing is congruent with our personal brand, that we are constantly looking for opportunities to strengthen our personal brand rather than distract from our personal brand. Mm. And so in the book, we have a whole section dedicated to what that really means, whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, an infopreneur you know, there are so many things that we need to think about in just being thoughtful. It could be as simple, Chris, as just using people's names. I mean, that's a no cost attention grabbing strategy. And you and I know the power of that. So we need to think about what it does for our brand. So that's personal attention.
0: And I think the personal attention is like it's that's huge because i think we live in a world where and i've often i've said this a lot recently is that you know we live in a world where we've never been more connected right as a human race yet at the exact same time we've never been more disconnected as Correct. a human race. I'm all looking at our bloody phones all the time. And I remember a time where if I was queuing up very seriously, uh, you know, to get movie tickets, or if I was uh, sitting in a departure lounge uh, at an airport, I would, in some way, shape or form, I would get into a conversation with somebody around me, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, in those two types of situations, everyone's just got their head down looking at their phones. We've never been more disconnected. I think that personal attention is huge. And one of the things I do, and I talked about this just recently on, on, a, on an episode here on the show, um, I talked about the one thing that I do that for, the, f- for as long as I continue to do this type of thing less and less people will be doing this kind of thing, which makes it even more powerful. And that is, I write, handwritten postcards and send them to people randomly in the mail or I'll leave them at concierge desks, at hotels at the end of conv- conventions. And it's just a, it's a simple postcard with just my logo on it. There's nothing else on there. And I just say, if I've had a good dinner meeting or a nice coffee meeting or whatever, I'll just write it out and say, Hey, can you uh, make sure that Neen James gets this before she, she checks out please. And you'll get that postcard and no one else will do it. Maybe there'll be a whole bunch of you doing this now. I don't know, but I mean, I-
1: I hope so. I hope right. they do, Chris. And right. That's another reason I love you because you know what? In our digital world, analog systems get attention. Mm. The handwritten note. I always write, not just on my receipt, the tip, but a thank you note to my server with their name. When I leave my hotel, because you and I spend so much time in hotels and convention centers and airports. I always write a note to thanks to thank the housekeeping for what it, particularly what I enjoyed about it. I often leave a little note and give it to the valet. Thank you for taking care of my car. I carry stationery with me everywhere. Yeah. Even with me with the A V team, as you know, as a keynote. Speaker, I spend an enormous amount of time being very friendly with the AV crew because they can make or break my
0: oh, speech. Totally. So
1: what I always do is I always write them notes with their names so I find out all their names. I have these branded Starbucks cards to, that say thank you from Mean James and I make sure I give them my business card, a handwritten note, and a Starbucks card because most of it in the time in the U.S. that works. And I'm always looking for those little tiny opportunities just like you because that's about being thoughtful Mm. it's a way to say i see you i hear you i appreciate you i would love it if all your youpreneurs started writing handwritten notes that would rock
0: it would be great okay so we've handled the personal Personal. side of things let's break down the more professional way of doing this and, and what we need to be paying attention to
1: and you've had so many great guests on your podcast that have shared some really fantastic strategies about how people can get more done and the put per- and pro- professional attention is really about what deserves your attention, not what is on fire, not who is screaming the loudest, not what meetings are going over time. What deserves your attention is very much about identifying what are your highest priority items that deserve ROA, which is return on attention. And an easy, very simple technique for this for all of the Youpreneurs listening is I want to challenge you to just invest 15 minutes at the top of every day. And in that 15 minutes, I would like you to identify your top three not negotiable activities. So before your head hits the pillow tonight, what are three things you must achieve? Things that will move you closer to the achievement of your goals. Now, I have a really fancy way of managing my three lists. My three things, I write them on a post-it note. I know. It's pretty technical. But here's the thing,
0: Chris. This is is game-changing stuff here, Nate. It It really is. It's
1: fancy. And believe me, I have tried every app. I have tried planners. I have tried software. And I still come back to that silly little post-it note. And you know why? Because I can carry that post-it note with me all day, Chris. And that post-it note becomes my decision filtering system. And I want people to consider that we have these massive to-do lists, right? We wake up with to-do lists. We go to sleep with to-do lists. We wake up in the middle of the night and think of the to-do list. And the reality is we're not gonna get through all those things. But if we invest in a strategic appointment with ourselves every day for just 15 minutes, to truly identify what's your strategy, what are your strategic, not negotiable things for today, it totally changes the way that we show up each day. We avoid wasting as much time. We avoid multitasking as often. And we stop splitting our attention. Have you heard that horrible phrase where people say that we have the attention span of a goldfish? Have you ever heard <laughs> someone say that? Right. Oh my god! That's like so insulting to me. Like, I think I'm fairly clever, but holy guacamole, the last thing I want to be doing is compared to a goldfish. So that's (laughs) stupid, right? right? And it's not that our attention spans are decreasing either. With all the research we did, we could not find one study that could absolutely prove that our attention spans are decreasing. What is happening is, Chris, our attention span is split Mm. And that's the challenge, right? So professionally, we keep moving from one task to the next, thinking that multitasking is our only option. And in actual fact, one study we found said that if when you change tasks, every time you ask your brain to change tasks, it takes you nearly 23 minutes to regain focus, that's that. really scary to yeah, me. Yeah, it is. You know?
0: And this is why I've always said that I believe multitasking is a total myth. I don't think it's possible. Oh, it one of the biggest thing that I talk about with my coaching clients and, and our Youpreneur community members is just to focus on one bloody thing at a time. You know, right. you, you can't you can't work on three different projects all at the same time in tandem. It, and you, you'll never complete one of them. Just get the first one out the door, make money from it, thank you for playing, move on to number two and number three and so on. And so on and so on. But it <clears throat> excuse me, it it just it will never cease to amaze me how people think they can do more than one thing at one time and and do it properly, you know, with focus.
1: I think what's happening though, Chris, we talk about this in the book a little bit, and that is I believe people are suffering from what I call the over-trilogy. And that's people that are often and especially youpreneurs where we are overwhelmed. Overstressed mm-hmm. and overtired. And when you think of that combination, because we suffer from this over trilogy, we think multitasking is our only option. Because especially when we are responsible for the delivery of everything, for people that are listening, whether you're trying to get your podcast together or finish your speech, or maybe you're trying to get your video lo- loaded up on YouTube, there are so many activities that we are responsible for as youpreneurs. And I think that's why we suffer from this over trilogy. We will always, always have a list of things that need to be done.
0: Mm, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. So, all right, let me ask you this then. So, in in this in this kind of crowded world, right, that we live in nowadays, uh, you, like you say, attention is divided, it's split, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There, there seems to be kind of like this, this non-stop kind of demand for our attention, right? If it's not TV, it's it's podcasts. If it's not podcasts, it's social. If it's not social, it's something else, so on and so on and so on. How do we figure out what we should be giving our attention to at any given one time? Like, is there anything that we can do that will actually define what truly matters most to us at that given time?
1: Yeah, I think if you think back to, say, for example, any of our listeners may have had a corporate career or maybe you worked for someone else, chances are that you had a performance review every year where you were assessed against a set of objectives. And so you got used to having an annual review where you got measured and what gets measured as we know gets done. What happens as youpreneurs is that sometimes we don't set those same objectives for ourselves. What I would encourage people to consider is if you don't have very clear strategic plan or objectives, KPIs, key performance indicators, if you don't have them, one of the best things you can do as a result of listening to this podcast is go and sit down and create those for yourself. Because if you want to really grow your business, you need to know what you're going to hold yourself accountable for. The best way to have Uh, a clear awareness of what deserves your attention is by you designing what's going to move your business forward. Now, what that also means is you need to build accountability into your life. It could mean people listening might hire someone like you, Chris, to help them stay accountable for those things. Mm. I believe in accountability. I believe public accountability drives private accountability. I have accountability coaches. I have a personal trainer. I have someone who reads my food log every day. I have uh, Um, someone that I send all my business goals to every Monday and I report back to them on every Friday because when we are solopreneurs, infopreneurs, youpreneurs, We are just accountable to ourselves, and it's often really easy to let ourselves off the hook. But if we tell someone else about what we're going to do, we are more likely to pay attention to the achievement of those things. So I do believe that that public declaration is saying, here's what I'm going to pay attention to this week, and this is what I'd like you to hold me accountable to. I believe it's a really good way to determine what deserves your attention.
0: God, so good. All right. Oh God, I, I've, I've, just keep going. I love it. <laughs>
1: there's, just, there's so
0: much good <laughs> it's stuff. Because
1: you and I believe in the same things. It's in our DNA. We're wired very similarly.
0: Right. No, we are. You're absolutely right. I want. Can I? Can I? Can I? Pull the, the hands of time back a little bit here, just for a second. And so, your your fur I believe it was your first book. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was your first book, Folding Time. Um, which I, I have read, but it was a good few years back now. I think this came out, what are we, what are we like four or five years ago since that book came yeah, out? I
1: think 2013 was Folding Time. And there was even a book before that called Secrets of Super Productivity. I mean, that wow. was like okay. 2010, well, maybe not, maybe, oh, my God, like forever ago. Yeah, right. forever okay. ago.
0: The Folding Time, I remember picking up, I think it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was at a convention. It was at like a convention bookstore or something. I grabbed a hold of it. And in that book, you talked a lot about sort of how we can achieve a lot more or at least mm-hmm. kind of at least kind of twice as much um, right. as what we would usually do with the same amount of time. Or, or was it? No, it was in, in yeah, half was. the time. Or in exactly sh-
1: right. Yeah, half right. the time. Okay. I believe we to teach twice as much in half the amount of time. So this is
0: great. So this this goes on then to also kind of now leads on to where we're at with attention pays. I mean, is this still applicable? I mean, assuming it is like how do we achieve twice as much when it comes to gaining that attention, that commodity from our followers, our fans, subscribers, customers, et cetera, in in either the same amount or half amount of time? I mean, are there certain strategies that we can take on board that can kind of like amalgamate both of these two messages together?
1: Yeah and I think it's consistent in everything that you and I believe and it's in it's in all of our books and that is this ability to say no more often so you can say yes to the things that matter and right. so I talk about saying no nicely in folding time. I talk about the power of no in attention pays. You and I believe in this strategy that we have to be very diligent about what deserves our attention and what we say yes to. It also means we have to be diligent in who we say yes to. Right. And I think what happens is often as youpreneurs, we, we want that next uh, amount of money to hit our bank account. We want that next client to be happy. We want that team member to come on board with us and in our desire to please so many people and to to be a team player, and to try and give an exceptional customer experience, we say yes to too many things. What happens is when we say yes to the wrong things, we're not really operating in our best. We're not doing the things we're great at. And you and I have a great belief that we should outsource the things that are not our strengths. Mm-hmm. And still, I still still stand by everything I said in Folding Time. What was interesting when I look back on Folding Time now, there's a model on page 27 which talks about how you fold time, which is about managing your time, attention, and energy. And interesting to me that even back then, I knew attention and engagement was a really key piece to it. I was just so immersed in the productivity world that I started to realize because my clients couldn't manage time, it was going to happen whether they like it or not. You know, time's a great equalizer. It's not prejudiced. And you and I get the same amount of time every day. So while we can't manage time, we can manage our attention and it made me realize that where we invest our attention it will grow so who we invest our attention in our relationships will deepen the customers we give our attention to will become more loyal and advocates and they will be we will be top of mind for them and then think about what that means for our planet you and I are both very environmentally aware because of the places that we've lived in the world. And because we have this passion to protect the planet and make sure we take care of these resources, it also has a flow on effect that we want to make sure that we're doing the simplest things like recycling, like protecting species. And so I think this has an incredible flow on effect. And look, people listening may not be green card carrying Tesla driving people, (laughs) and that's okay. But but maybe think about what you're doing as far as your global attention for your community. Maybe you serve on an alumni, maybe you serve on a board, maybe you serve in your church or your temple and These are all important things to think about because we will choose to invest our attention in the things that really energize us, in the people that we really love being around. And that's where you'll get the best productivity and you'll definitely get greater results.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, okay, let's switch gears here a little bit. We're talking about youpreneurs here and what attention means to us and our businesses. But I do want to kind of flip the switch and talk about big businesses, corporates, you know, large organizations, what are they doing? I mean, I know you've done a lot of research for the book. Share with us some examples of some of you know, these big businesses and what they're doing and how they've done this well in regards to you know, understanding the attention pays model.
1: Some of my clients that, you know, one client that I love working with is Johnson & Johnson. Let's call them j for short. A large pharmaceutical, um, you know, multi-billion dollar company and, yep. you know, has billions of patients around the world. What's interesting about Alex Gorski, who's their CEO, Alex has a philosophy of truly driving work-life integration. I don't believe in work-life balance. I know you don't either, but I do believe in work-life integration so that we can all set what those yes. rules are. What's really yes. interesting about Alex is Alex says that if he has tired leaders – He has boring leaders. He's very clear with his executive team that when they go home at night, he wants them to walk in the door, look their partner in the eye and say, hey, let's connect. How was your day? He's very specific with his executive team that he doesn't want them sending emails late at night and stealing minutes from their team. He's very clear about the fact that they don't have a business that runs in the urgent and that people are entitled to having a break. He's really, really driving work-life integration. And the nice thing, thing about that is if you talk to people who work with J&J, they have a really cool culture of what I would call intentional attention. They're personally paying attention to the team. They're professionally paying attention to make sure they're allocating, researching and funding to the things that are making the biggest global impact. And they're globally paying attention by trying to heal the world of some of the things that are happening. Hmm. That's just one company. And so I love what Alex is doing. If you take it on a different, another person that I'm really quite interested in and look, honestly, probably quite obsessed. And that is I bought a Peloton. Now, a Peloton is a bike that goes nowhere. I mean, seriously, this bike goes nowhere. It's a piece of home gym equipment. But What's interesting is John Foley created this company called Peloton. It's a gym, like a piece of, it's basically a stationary bike. It has a tablet attached. It's kind of fancy. But basically what it does is you can stream classes on demand or you can do a live class with an instructor who is being streamed out from their New York studio. What John has been very clever in doing is John has created this community And they literally, it's like cultish almost. They all feel like, because he sends very personal emails, they have a Facebook group that is incredible and very active. But what John's also done is he's taught his instructors to show attention to the home rider. Literally, like I am... I know I sound like I'm five, but I am significantly older. (laughs) And even in my 40s, Chris, I get so excited if the instructor calls my name out. Like it's crazy to me that that's something that's important. And John is constantly putting through all his instructors, the boutique, all of the, the crew that help you in the in the studio, he's constantly making sure that every touch point that his particular community are involved in, they feel like they are connected to the brand, they are connected to him, they are connected to the instructors. It's a wonderful case study of attention in multiple ways.
0: Mm. And I've seen Peloton bikes. I know exactly what you're talking about. They have like the main instructor in the screen and then everybody's mm-hmm. sort of names down the side and everything. And these yeah. things aren't cheap. These are a couple of the grand a pop. Plus, plus, I know. Right? It's
1: kind of crazy. Plus, you have a monthly membership, by the way. So if you don't pay the membership, you just got to really – like nothing bike, but what, well, you know, it's also interesting. This is fascinating to me. Like I know branding, I know marketing. I'm pretty savvy when it comes to these things mm-hmm. and I'm still super addicted, super hooked. Like I will literally plan flights and travel to try and get back in time there. Uh, I will even contact a hotel chain that I know that has the Peloton bike to see if I can stay there. Like it's driving, buying decisions. Mm. And this is, you know, this is what's also fascinating to me. And just so we know, like listeners don't know this about me, but I know better and I'm <sighs> still interested in observing my own behavior as an informed person in this space, mm. right? Mm. And so I think what they've done, and there's an instructor called JJ, Jennifer Jacobs, and she has this amazing company called J Method. She's based, a personal trainer. And I was so impressed by her that I reached out to her And hired her as my personal trainer when we FaceTime, that's how we do training. I mean, that's fascinating to me, too, just in the way that she has the ability to pay attention on FaceTime to tiny little tweaks, tiny little movements that make such a difference to my form, to my strength. And she's one of the instructors. So it's really interesting to me when you look at these brands. And Peloton's growing much faster than Facebook ever did because John is trying to truly embed attention at every every level.
0: It's huge. And obviously it's dripping down because it's not just about him. It's about his instructors, which are basically all around the world, right? Um, And it's it's also about – the customers. I mean, the customers, you're one of them. Clearly, they know that they're getting the attention that they desire and, 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 and need to be able to not only obviously continue paying their membership fee, but also continue talking about their product in a very, very nice way to everybody that they meet up with. I mean, it, it, it the knock-on effect just doesn't bloody stop, does it? I mean it goes yeah, on for and miles and miles as entrepreneurs, and
1: miles. Right. Think about that. What can we learn from these brands about using people's names, engaging in social media, delivering quality product, creating advocates, making mm. sure we have a personal touch. Instructors are common will commonly write a thank you note, send a photo, like they notice something is said on the community group, and then they send a good luck card for a wedding or a new birth. I mean, this level of attention, we as youpreneurs, we can control this because if we know our clients, we know what's important to them, we pay attention to what they say and we listen to what they don't tell us. Mm. I think that's a whole nother level of attention and we get the opportunity to do that because we know our customers so well.
0: Yeah, no, totally. All right. Okay. So winding down here, what can we do? To as you okay, as people that are building profitable businesses based around ourselves and our messages, our experience, our personalities, what can we do, Nean, to really gain and keep more attention to our ideal kind of perfect customer? What are the two or three big takeaways that people should get above and beyond everything else when it comes to just getting and keeping more attention?
1: Best lesson I ever had in attention was from my five-year-old friend. I'm sitting in the kitchen of my next-door neighbor's house. She and I are just trying to have a cup of coffee, and her five-year-old son Donovan and I were in a very heated debate about who was cooler. Was it Superman or Batman? I mean five, right? So poor Donovan. He kept inserting himself into the conversation, making me crazy, always asking me questions, and then he got so frustrated I wasn't listening to him, Chris. He jumped up in my lap, he grabbed my face, he turned it towards him, (laughs) and he said, Me! Listen with your eyes. Love it. I know. And I think about this constantly. Imagine as youpreneurs if we listened with our eyes because we don't listen with our ears, we listen with our eyes, we listen with our heart, we listen with our soul. Imagine if we listen with our eyes to our clients, if we really paid attention to what they're telling us and what we're missing. Imagine if we asked more targeted questions to get the heart of what's really going on for them. Imagine if we went above and beyond by taking that extra step like you did writing a handwritten note, having something really clever on our out-of-office, writing something cool on our invoice, sending them a little note with the receipt that was just something a little different. Imagine every touch point we have. How can we really look to see, how can we get attention in a different way? I literally have clients who will send me a message knowing I'm on vacation just to see what my out-of-office message will be. And so <laughs> you it. can create a brand that, your voicemail, your email, your signature, your out of office. There are so many touch points where you can say to someone, Hey, I'm just a little different. I see you. I hear you. You're important to me.
0: Such a great message to end on. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you about this concept of just giving a damn, quite frankly. I mean, like we can, (laughs) we, we can put it down to those like simple terminologies right there. Uh, Neen James, everybody, you want to find out a little bit more about her, what she's all about, Neen, that's N-E-E-N com. We'll link to that, to the book, Attention Pays. is out now, you can grab it on Amazon, but we'll put links and all the rest of it in the show notes over at com forward slash episode 299. Oh, episode 300, just around the corner here, one week away. Um, Neen, such a pleasure, always a pleasure. I, is it weird that I miss you more now that I've spoken to you for the first time in Aww, ages.
1: I love that. I love that. I, am, I can't wait for the time we're actually on the same continent and we can sip some <laughs> champagne. That oh, would be fabulous. It's been
0: way too long. It really has. Thank you again Agreed. for coming on.
1: It's my privilege. Thank you for letting me serve your listeners. I love what you're doing in the world.
0: Thank you so much. All right, you guys, thank you. Lots of thank yous here. Thank you for tuning in today. I will be back with you next week with that episode number 300. Until then, go and do go and go and do something anything to make sure that the attention that you're giving and getting is truly paying off. I'll be back at you soon. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode of Youpreneur FM and you're ready to embark upon a journey that'll leave you and your career 100% future-proof, be sure to pick up a copy of my book, Rise of the Youpreneur. It's available all around the world right now. And when you grab a copy, not only are you supporting me and my work, but you're also getting the definitive guide to becoming the go-to leader in your industry and a roadmap That'll help you turn everything you're doing, as well as everything you know, into a profitable business that'll stand the test of time. Just head over to upreneur.com forward slash book to grab your copy today.